And welcome to another edition of the Heritage Radio Network Week in Review, live from Charleston. Charleston, it's happening! Yeah. It's happening. We are in a teepee right now. The sun is coming out. Um, I have a cup of coffee next to me. Things are looking good. First time live uh, remote broadcast from a festival. This is very exciting for us. I know. You guys can hear us, right? Let us know. Tweet check, us. Check, check, check. Text me, email me, call me. Let us know. So for those uh, tuning in for the first time, my name is Jack Inslee. I'm the executive producer here. Joined by, as always, the executive director of Heritage Radio Network, Aaron Fairbanks, who you just heard. That was me. That was Hi, guys. Her. We're in a teepee in Culinary Village at Charleston Wine and Food Festival. Very exciting. And we're here to bring you a week in review. This is where we try to distill the week in programming into a little digestible 25-minute bite for you. And uh, we go over a few clips, which is what we're... Well, actually, the first thing we do is we discuss our last great bite. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be so hard today. Yeah, seriously. So, Erin, uh, maybe you could kick it off. What was the last great thing you had to eat? <sighs> well, so it is officially the uh, you know second day here in Charleston. Yesterday, we were out at Bowens Island for one of the kickoff events. Super fun. I had some really delicious fried shrimp and oysters um the people's food if you will jack and i had a, a romantic work uh husband and wife moment watching the sunset <laughs> <laughs> so i would say that's probably my last great bite but then i also had all this great stuff at the goat roast last goat roast last night um so i don't don't make me choose i want to hear what you have to say um with with all due respect everything i had at the goat roast was incredible i was um, so impressed yeah it was like not one bad bite there all good bites. But I do want to give a shout out to Gullah Grub, this little tiny spot on St. Helena Island that I went to. I had their shrimp gumbo, which was like much different than the gumbo I've had in New Orleans. It was more it was like tomato soupy. There was like corn in there and uh, lots of shrimp. It was damn good, though. And uh, I had a really good time exploring the lowlands of South Carolina. Yeah, I actually. Well, look who just walked into the teepee. Chef Robert Newton. Wow. Chef, will you come? We grab a mic. Tell us what uh, what your last great bite was. We want to hear. You can have a seat right up here. Yeah. Yeah, man. You, official, officially deemed, crowned co-host of the Week in Review. Um, so, Chef, folks, you guys might remember him from such great Week in Review hits as Letters <laughs> to an Unborn Chef. Um, uh, yeah. Welcome, welcome back. So you have been on the ground here in Charleston for how long? Uh, I got here Tuesday afternoon, and uh, I had an event yesterday, so I had to prep a lot on Wednesday. So you, goat. you were at the GOAT event. It yeah. was Pasole. Tell us more. Um, well, a couple goats, cooked whole, broth made from the bones, a bunch of chilies, uh, onions and garlic. It was really good, if, if I do say so myself. I would concur. I don't know a lot about goat, to be honest. I'm not Mr. Goat. <laughs> not yet. It was. It's really clean, though, as long as it's young. You know? Yeah. I Some think of the goat last night smelled like goat. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I find um, the best way to intro people to the, the fam fabulous world of goat is to get them an animal that's between six and seven months. That's what I hear. It's like I hear super less approachable. Than nine. Yep. Yeah. Uh, after that, like any animal, as they get older, the flavors get 
more intense. Yeah. Um, I feel like you've had the Patrick Martin uh, Goat-tober story told to you. This sounds like... That is my story. Oh, it's your story? Goat-tober that's the, that's the Aaron Fairbanks story. <laughs> no, with, no, with all due respect. I, uh, he's like Mr. Heritage, you know, meats and all that stuff. So, what part of me? Sorry. Um, <laughs> well, aside from your delicious... Goat-tober was your idea? It was not my idea. It was oh, actually uh, Anne Saxelby's idea. Oh, I was okay. just the ex- executor. I'm, I'm more of an Pardon operations me. girl. So I can make your vision come to life. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're in agreement. Young goat tastes better. Um, smells better, too. So, so boots on the ground in Charleston for you know just over 24 hours now. Yeah. What was your last great bite? Um, actually, probably last night. Carrie and I had dinner at The Ordinary, and um, we had lots of different things. I think one of the, I don't want to speak for Carrie, but one of the highlights for me was the broiled oysters it's pretty good really simple boiled broiled broiled oh, i was gonna oh. say whoa boiled. yeah you want me to drop, <laughs> that a, sounds... drop a new technique on you <laughs> <laughs> wow what's up man charleston <laughs> i'm just lessons. hiding back here <laughs> i heard you uh yeah it was great it was just it's exactly you know it's broiled oysters with some really delicious buttery panko on the top awesome that's great um carrie can we get your last bite too we'll bring her in of course uh sure. Carrie Diamond, the one and only a host of radio, co-host of Radio Cherry Bomb, founder of uh, Cherry Bomb Magazine. Um, really excited you guys just shipped your seventh thank, issue. Thank God. Oh, don't take pictures. The humidity here is like awful for curly <laughs> hair. If you have curly hair, we're on the radio. Forget it. I know this isn't a beauty segment, but... Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Be. What, Rob, what... I, I, sorry. Yes. I, not that I need you to remind me what I ate last night, but what was my favorite bite last night? That's a weird question. I, I don't know. Whatever uh, you, we the, had the, we had the whole raw situation. Mm-hmm. We had that crab toast, which was really good. We had uh, we had a lot of raw stuff and like lighter side stuff. They had a beautiful selection of oysters at the ordinary, but we picked the two that were semi-local oysters. Yeah. Not we didn't come to Charleston to eat oysters from you know Maine. I think we fancied Rhode the Meyer Island. lemon uh, thyme and Unet, which was very good. Yeah, really good. But those like oysters were oil in it. those oysters were great. It was Fantastic. a night for oysters last night. I hadn't. I I was into the oysters. You guys were into the oysters. Oh, we had yeah. Our oysters were good. When in Rome. When in Rome. That's right. Oysters and goat. I was just yeah. the, the first. The first day I was oysters here, I had uh, I had four meals. The first three were shrimp. Charleston eats pozole. It makes a lot of sense, right? I like um, to hear more about this gumbo. Like, oh, it's it different than. Uh, is it? Does it have roux in it? You think? I th- it must. Yeah. yeah. I have a picture. I'll have to. I think gumbo just means okra anyway. I think so. It's probably like okra tomato stew situation. Yeah. It was. Oh, whoops. Did I do that? It was a lot more of a stew. Jack. Yeah. Yeah. The. Uh, I didn't know oysters and goat were such a classic combination. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if they. Sure I, they I think we may have just started some trends here in the Heritage Radio Network TP. Guys, if you're out there listening, big in 2016, oyster and goat. Boiled oysters. Boiled <laughs> oysters. The next, the well, next that's thing. like an oyster. I think it's a bit of a misnomer, right? Don't, isn't it just sort of, they're sort of like boiled in their own steam and seaweed and cut until they open? So it's kind of like an oyster roast. Can we ask about the teepee? So you can't see where these guys are, but they're in an actual teepee, and it's kind of decorated, and you imported the... Boar's Head. The Boar's Head from the studio back at Roberta's. Is that sponsored by Boar's Head Meats? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, Where did you of get course. this this banging teepee? The lovely team here at Charleston Wine and Food 
put it together. They came up. They visited us up at radio um, up just about a year ago. Came over to the studio, took lots of pictures, hung out. Um, and this was really kind of their interpretation of our space. So you can see some of the key elements of the shipping containers, the boar's head that Carrie mentioned. We also have the kind of classic um, drinkware of the studio at Heritage. Spooky. <laughs> it's just like being in Bushwick. I uh, think this uh, teepee could be a great solution for when the L train stops running. That's right. It, 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 all seasons, right? Yeah. We'll come to you with the teepee. <laughs> and I think, yeah, I, we, I Central, feel like later Central Park. we can just like drop drop the other side, the entry side of the teepee and get the smoke machine going and just kind of see what happens. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. Well, so it's good to see you guys. Yeah, good to see you. I think we're going to move into some... Some clips. Some clips. Yeah, All right. it's about that time. Let's do awesome. it. So if you listen to the week in review, you know this is the time where we uh, discuss clips from the week of programming. And this edition of the Week in Review, we're going to treat that a little bit differently. As part of our pre-event coverage for Charleston Wine and Food, we spoke to a group of chefs participating in the festival and asked them to write a letter to an unborn chef, as Aaron mentioned before. Segment idea was actually kind of inspired by a Tupac song, of all things. He had a song called Letter to My Unborn Child. So yeah, we asked these chefs to kind of pen a letter uh, in an audio form to, uh, to a chef that will come to prominence long after they're gone. So what tips would they share? What advice would they give? It was a really, really fun project to do. And um, I figured, Aaron, we would just go over some of these, listen to some of the clips from, from these Letter to the Unborn Chefs. So let's start with uh, Blake Hartwick, who's the chef at Bonterra. I believe he was at the GOAT event also, and we'll probably be seeing him later. But let's hear a little bit of his uh, Letter to an Unborn Chef. Don't think that you're a chef or that you're entitled um, as far as that that um, that phrase chef goes because um, I consider myself um, I work on the line every night I cook I don't walk around with a clipboard and uh, you know tell people to do this that and the other so that's that's a part of my life that um, that, it, that it's been that way since um, I started doing this when I was basically a teenager so I think that um it has to come naturally, like you like you want to cook every day. You want to um, you want to experience the highs and the lows, and you want to bottle that up into a into a into a career of of just um, uh, of being fulfilled with with knowing that you know there's going to be good days, really really good days, and then there's going to be some days where you know things just aren't clicking. Um, you know, maybe uh, there's some. So the chef title is not the answer to uh, all life's problems for you. You know, I hear so often from chefs that one of the things that is the most challenging for them about being a chef is how little time they actually get to spend cooking. It's a real frustration. We were talking about that at lunch yesterday with uh, some of the crew from Gramercy Tavern and John Adler, who was uh, most recently at Franny's and now doing a new project with Blue Apron. But yeah, as your organization grows, as your business grows, a lot about being a chef is really being an amazing manager and a leader of that kind of team of folks who are executing your vision. But that iteration of getting on behind the stove, it's, it's a different thing and something that I feel people, you know, it's, it gets a little sad sometimes when you're like, wow, I want to 
go back to that simple time when I was a line cook and I just got to like, you know, beat it on the fish station, like roast after roast after roast. Um, you know, good problems, I guess. Good problems. That's why I execute all my cooking fantasies at home. Well done. Well yeah, done. Re- real easy. Uh, <laughs> so let's move on to Chef Frank Lee, who's a real uh, legendary figure down here. He is the chef of slightly north of Broad, and I really loved what he had to say. So I want to play this clip. The real important advice is to get your training, to get your technique. Uh, you know, it's just like music. You can't just uh, pick up a guitar and start playing or pick up a sit down at the piano and and knock out a uh, etude by a Chopin. You have to spend the time and the effort to study, and, and you have to work really, really hard. And one of the best pieces of advice I could give somebody is to find a really great chef and uh, work with them. Find a mentor. Find a mentor. It's such a good analogy, too. You know, so many people do that with music. And I see that all the time, especially with computers and DJing. They're like, I can do it. I just bought the equipment. I'm going to do it. doesn't work that not, way. Not so much. I find one of the things that's so interesting about getting to work really intensely with um, a chef as, as a cook to a chef helping execute that vision like we were talking about earlier is you really get a sense of how do you um, produce something that's going to be great for someone else's palate. Their perfect balance of like sweet, sour, salty, um, that umami balance. And the more you can um, really refine producing that flavor profile for another person, I think it really helps you define kind of where your yours is in contrast to that. Absolutely. And again, that was Chef Frank Lee from slightly north of abroad. Um, hoping we'll get to see him this weekend as well. So that's a little sampling, and you can find all of those segments on our website. Uh, we, we will continue to be pumping out lots of, of content and coverage from the Charleston Wine and Food Festival. And now let's move into a very uh, unique version of The Breakdown. Wow. So this is the first time that we've had a breakdown guest dance their way to the microphone, and um, I'm really appreciating that. (laughs) Erin, why don't you introduce our exclusive guest? Oh, man. Well, you know, the Heritage Radio Network team, uh, the home office is a small, tight little family of folks, and we are really thrilled to be joined uh, in our teepee down in Charleston by the one and only Allison Hamlin, Woo-hoo. our deputy director. Allison, welcome to A Week in Review. Oh, thanks, guys. I feel really included here. This is great. So for folks who are not familiar with Allison, she has a long bed um, background in food and beverage. She's kind of our in-house go-to for all things cocktail, wine, and spirits. Um, worked before coming to join the Heritage Radio Network team with the Astor Center, running a lot of their public-facing programming, is originally from Vermont. Um, she's currently dressed in all black, as per usual, oh, and yeah. wearing a very cute hat. H- hashtag ain't no wifey. Yeah, I gotta gotta really step up my Tinder game here in Charleston. Wow! All right, we're out gonna the, start out the gate with. We're that. gonna start out the gate. So we thought it might be nice to have. Um, Allison, join us today and talk us a little bit through um, her Charleston experience so far. One of the things that's been exciting about the visit is living vicariously through 
Allison's new discovery of Oh yeah. Oh Tinder is an interesting discovery and I'm not I'm not gonna lie, I'm not sure I haven't I have it figured out totally yet, but um <laughs> it, it's I appreciate its simplicity, um, but I think there's something to be said about um, nuance and tact. <laughs> well, of course, um, for folks who aren't out there on like the internet dating scene, Tinder is the, the app, the dating app that is location-based. So if you're in a new city, you can log on to Tinder and you can see kind of the local slew of, of potential dating folks. Uh, if you want to hear more from HRN on food and dating, definitely Love Bites, uh, a great show that airs weekly covering the world of food, drink, and dating. Lots of good Tinder and online dating tips there. But Allison, give us some highlights of the Charleston Tinder scene. Well, I have to say, um, having only been, been here for less than 24 hours, I would say I like Charleston Tinder because they. it, it seems like people here are nicer. Um, I, I've gotten more messages have asked how I am and what I'm doing here and how oh, I, you nice. know, yeah, yeah, they're friendly. And I, I think maybe that's part of that Southern hospitality that we're seeing here. I, <laughs> I, I, I feel like, wow. um, being on the festival grounds this morning, even, um, the difference between New York in the morning and Charleston in the morning has really blown me away. I've had three people tell me where to get coffee. I think it looked like I needed it. Um, <laughs> that's not a thing you ever get in New York. Um, so I have to say I'm, I'm really looking forward to, um, more of that hospitality hospitality both in and out of the festival um obviously if you're here and you're single and you want to learn more you don't even need to go on tinder you can come find us here in the tv open invite i have to say if you're if you're a man that happened to find allison on tinder and you're like what happened we didn't match it could have been me because i'm I'm, (laughs) i am i'm grabbing the phone and, and swiping every now and then so there was Don't some, lose all hope. There was some crowdsourcing happening, but mm-hmm. come on down to the Charleston wine and food situation. Find us in the teepee. Allison, um, aside from the Charleston dating scene, give us some highlights of your trip so far. Uh, so far, I think uh, Chabao Biscuit was a huge, huge, oh, yeah. big... So good. I, I know we're going to skip ahead, but that's my big up if we're going to do that. That was my last great bite. Um, Cat Lamb, who is our un- enormously helpful, multi-talented festival coordinator here in Charleston, has given us quite the whirlwind tour. So we already heard about Jack and Aaron's time, um, both out at Bowens Island at the Goat Roast, and, and both of those things were really amazing. Um but I think, too, uh, we went to the whiskey bar last night where I met with a friend who works there. And I was really blown away by their amazingly well-curated selection of scotches and American whiskeys. Um, and, and really, uh, I mean, I'm not surprised that Charleston likes whiskey and they like to drink. But uh, I thought that it was really eclectic and it, it was a very broad selection um, of, of scotches that I didn't, you know, I think... That 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 did surprise me that they were paying homage to the uh, sort of their their brethren across the ocean in a way that felt really real and um, kind of interesting to me to see in a town like this. So I think if you can hear the bell tolling in the back, it is actually eleven o'clock. I think they are officially kicking off the the fest right now as we speak. Whoa! Um, so we are excited to be live on air while that is happening. Um, I want to I want to say, you know, one of the things about events like this where it's multiple days of eating and drinking and hanging with fun folks. One of the things I always struggle with is not overdoing it. Um, Allison, as someone in a more professional drinking capacity, 
what are your kind of insider pro tips for, you know, not being a hot mess? That is a great question, Aaron. Um, I think for me, one of the things that I like to um, I like to keep in mind is, is a little bit about how to plan my morning. Um, so to back up a little bit and, and to see like what do I need to do, what am I responsible for, um, that's pretty boring advice. I was given some great advice last night, Jack, um, from the founder of Firefly uh, Sweet Tea Vodka. Cool um, and we ran into him and he said milk thistle he has been right. um, eating milk thistle and it, it promotes liver function so I haven't tried that one yet but I'm definitely not going to cross that off the list after this weekend particularly um, but I would say too it's like low alcohol content um, cocktails are a really great way to go so if you're thinking you're going to be drinking for a while obviously reach for a beer but also think about sherry think about um, Charleston's a great town for Madeira um, ah. which is a fortified wine um, that has crossed the ocean several times um, it's basically oxidized to the point where uh, it can't spoil so you can if you get that you kind of keep it forever which is a really cool um, little bit of southern drinking culture that I love um, so I, so think about you know think about a vermouth heavy cocktail think about um, you know, think about w- having a, wa- a glass of wine or a, um, a, a, like an Aperol spritzer. Um, those are some sort of favorites of mine. Um, and water, you know, it's like, <laughs> I know. And if water's not your thing, and I know sometimes I don't want to drink water, but like um, I've been drinking a lot of sweet tea also, which kind of satisfies Ooh, that yeah. itch for something a little more substantial. So you kind of work that into the rotation. You get a little, you know, you get your sweet tea, you get your sweet tea vodka, you get your, you know, it's a whole transition. I don't know if you've noticed this, but the Heritage Radio Network TP is actually sitting directly in front of two pallets of sweet tea. Oh, so. Okay, guys, oh, I might noticed. need some of that later. Just, <laughs> just over here, that's good. <laughs> Saying hello, friends. I will take Saying one hello. of those, please. Awesome. Well, we definitely um, stay with us, guys, because we are not only live now on the weekend review, but for the first time ever, we are doing two full days of live remote coverage. So we have an amazing lineup of, of guests and talks and trivia for the next two full days. You can find the full lineup on the Heritage Radio Network website. Um, About 11.30 today, we're going to be kicking it off with a remote episode of The Farm Report. We're going to be joined by um, Brittany Murphy of Manchester Farms, so definitely stay tuned for that. We'll be hearing a lot more from Allison. She's um, running a couple of panels later today, um, Wasted, Drinking Stories and Trash Talk. (laughs) I love this idea. Where did it come from? Um, So it it was an idea that kind of is born, obviously, from the the regret of a morning after a night. Maybe you've overdone it. Um, we're definitely showing you in like high and low light yeah, here. I love this. I know. Well, this is like the ultimate, uh, you know, the ultimate experience. Um, no, uh, and and I had had a couple of those, and then I also was thinking really acutely at the time about food waste and and sort of the regrettable after effects of of overdoing it in our food system, and I realized how closely those sort of moments of personal and sort of larger systemic regret are really tied to. Um, you know, not being, not owning and being super responsible for our actions. And, and, and so we invited a bunch of chefs and, and producers and um, some really influential folks in that conversation to join us to talk about uh, both their personal drinking stories, uh, kind of gets everybody loosened up and feeling a little confessional, and then um, and talking about food waste and, and how they are combating that issue in their kitchens, um, in, their, in their food sheds, and, and what we can do to really get on board with those efforts. Oh, man. Well, so stay tuned. That's going to be live, guys. It's going to be live at 2 o'clock. I think that that takes us out of 
the that breakdown. That takes us out of the breakdown. Thanks, Allison. Thank you, Allison. I'm glad you're you, welcome. Thank I, you for I having me. I can't share any of my tips for partying. They're not safe for work. Uh, let's <laughs> let's move into the big ups part of the show. So, of course, this is Big Ups, where we like to big up uh, things, people, places that we're digging. Uh, obviously, a lot of options for us to choose from this time, huh? Oh, man. I feel like I want to give a big up. I want to give out a couple of shout-outs, too. I'm going to, like, expand expand this section of the show. And I think we definitely invite Allison to join us in the big, the big up main. Yeah. Erin, why don't you kick it off, then? I am going to start with the lovely, the talented... The gracious, the friendly, the super, super competent Laura Kate Whitney, who has been the nice. woman who um, made our appearance here in Charleston possible. Her and the, t- the, the team of, of Charleston Wine and Food are amazing. They have been such a pleasure to work with. Uh, it's a really cool uh, space here for folks who haven't been down to Charleston. Definitely put it on your list for last year. I feel like all the chefs that we ran into... Um, and food people uh, leading up to the event were like, man, this is like one of our favorite, our favorite things to go to in the fr- food world. It's it's smaller, it's more approachable. As Allison and Jack both noted, people are super nice, um, and and so I want to say like, hello, LKW, the lady with three first names. Nice. She is my big ups this week. I'm gonna give a big ups to Sarah McKean back home in Brooklyn, who's uh, yes, listening Sarah. to this week in review right now, and has been very helpful in um, a, an additional production for the week in review. Um, so the the whole intern team this season's been really great, and just wanted to send a big ups to Sarah remotely doing work in Brooklyn and tuning in, and uh, big ups to Odetta who's also tuning in live right now. Yes, um, the live tune iners. Thank you. Thanks for letting us know that. One, we are not just talking to each other in a teepee here in Charleston. Um, I want to give a shout out to Ariel Smash Sepulveda, who is also on the the in the, the tuning in, the tuning in, the listening, the folks. Um, if you're out there, if you're listening, let us know. We want to hear more from you. Uh, this is our very first run, so let us know how we did. It's going to get better. Stick with us throughout the day. Allison? Oh, okay. Big ups real quick. Um, I want to thank two people. Uh, Christine Lowe from the festival, who has been amazing and has been really tireless in her pursuit of getting this, like, hooked up and sound checked and set up um amazing big ups big ups also great hats also great hats great outfits great everybody hats, here is very outfits, stylish very stylish um and then my second big up uh, as i indicated and hinted to earlier uh Catherine lamb the amazingly talented uh she's been our on-site coordinator and uh longtime friend here in charleston she also and you you would never know this um is an amazing illustrator so not only is she incredible at helping us set up our interviews on the ground but she also designed our cookbook, um, which you can get if you become a Heritage Radio Network member at the $60 level. Um, and that helps support us uh, in doing things like coming here and broadcasting live from this festival. So if you do love us, if you want to hear more content and coverage like this, um, do go to our website and click that beating heart in the upper right-hand corner. Um, your membership is incredibly influential and, and helps us know that what we're doing is in the right direction and uh, that you want to hear more. Wow. Jack, we need to have Allison on more. She's really good at this. <laughs> She's on her A-game this She's weekend. I'll A tell game. you that. Ain't no wifey. That's right. We're yeah. on our A-game. <laughs> Bring me some sweet tea and uh, and maybe some, 
other things. And other we'll things. Talk, we'll talk later. She has maybe over the, a drink. The box of donuts with uh, with some surprising gusto. That's right. And, b- and big ups to us because this is working. So that's that's <laughs> you know that's that's something. <laughs> it works. Uh, it works. It's happening. Well, um, I think we are gonna. Go to what a quick musical break. Yeah, we're gonna take a little bit of a break. We'll listen to some tunes. We'll listen to some clips. We're gonna be back uh, in about twenty minutes with a live episode of the Farm Report, and then the fun continues on. So this has been the Week in Review with uh, myself, Jack Insley, Aaron Fairbanks, Allison Hamlin. This is basically the Heritage Radio team. Um, so yeah, more more to come. We ain't going anywhere. So we'll see you all very shortly. Stay Peace. tuned in. Oh. 